Hello deities, how is that project coming along? Last time we spoke, we sort of made a deal with each other that we'd either commence or resume that thing we kept delaying. In fact, we even scratched the surface on why that is and we started to delve a little deeper. You know, we started doing that shadow work to explore the reasons why we procrastinate. And so I'm sort of hoping that you held your end of the deal. I mean, I am. This is episode two of Goddess Botanica. And again, for those of you who are now tuning in with us, this is the voice of Goddess Latoya, and we're going to be spending a lot of time together. And so in spending time together, I'm always going to hold you accountable. And so this is why I'm really hoping that you started that project, okay? <laughs> and that was a nice little minute of me explaining or reminding you of what we did last time. And so to continue on, in our path to wellness and to ascension and self-elevation and achieving our higher selves and all that stuff we read, we, we often read about on social media and from all of those wellness books and, and TED Talks and other podcasts, you know, we're just really embarking on our journey to self-healing because therapy is half of the work. We have to be that anchor in this really cool life and really bring home the gold. And the gold and the goal is to be our higher selves and to stop being a shitty human. <laughs> but one of the most important things to wellness and to really understanding who we are and to becoming our higher selves is also purging our environment. I know I touched on it last time, but I want to re-emphasize the importance of your environment playing a key role into wellness, into self-elevation. If our environment isn't the best, then we can't be our best and it shows and the thing about it is this isn't unique to us as humans in every aspect of life even in the wild okay the wild is a place where there are so many different organisms living but all of them require a very specific environment to survive you know you can't take a tropical animal or a bird and put it in a colder climate you know that's not the environment conducive to the growth of that bird and so likewise in life we have to make sure our space be it literally as in cleanliness you know or spiritually as in our connections with other divine beings because you know i like to say we're deities right we're half human half divine and so for that balance to happen for your earthly self and your to ascend to your higher self it means that you have to balance with the spirit and so if it is we align with other people who aren't quite trying to reach to that point and who are trying to keep us back from being our higher selves then we aren't going to achieve it at all and I know I'm being a bit redundant, but think about it. If it is you want to attain a certain goal, you're going to need to have people who not only love you, but align with that goal because love isn't enough. And it took me nearly four minutes to get to that point, but that's the whole theme of this episode, that love 
is not enough. In fact, not even loving yourself is enough. I know the new wave is self-love. Okay, but we love ourselves and then what? Are we selfish with that love? Are we using our love? Are we using the fact that we are closer to healing to really try and help others? Because what is the point of it all? Is it is it a selfish thing or is it for humankind? Remember, I said that community is important. And so it's important in all aspects, not that we have to now do outreach work and heal humanity, that's part of it. But we also have to look at how community helps us. And if it isn't helping us, if it isn't serving its purpose, then we need to get ourselves out of that specific community and either create our own or attach ourselves to another community because we need that we need that in order to truly grow but back to my point about love because we think that in order to truly reach that goal that love is enough and it isn't because love in itself cannot function the way it's supposed to if it's not coming from a good place or if it isn't rooted in the right environment. Think about it. When you love someone and you accept them as they are, flaws and all, it's because of love we accept it. But then what what happens after? We become wary because love wasn't enough to be with that person to reach the places we wanted to reach, be it in a romantic relationship or even platonically in a regular friendship. You love these people, but you never hold them accountable. You say, okay, that's unconditional love. So even though they abuse me verbally, mentally, emotionally, or they they disrespect me, which is part of abuse or the first step or the onset of abuse I would say you know we never hold these people accountable but we throw out the L word that it's because of love we do what we do and I call bullshit because love isn't enough what is love without boundaries what is love without opening up that through a chakra and communicating what you want so we know love is about communication i think in the book of first corinthians we have a lovely text about love and i know we're not religious but i always say we treat all books spiritual books religious books or not we try to pull all the wisdom we can get regardless of where it comes from And while it tells you what love is, it shows you what love is not. And also that love cannot simply stand on its own. Because according to this definition, love requires patience. It requires kindness. It requires all of these things to nurture and grow and to blossom into something so beautiful that you can feel appreciated. Because that's what love is. Showing appreciation, showing gratitude. And doing so in different ways. So you are saying, yes, love me, but love me with these terms and conditions. Love me within these parameters. These are boundaries. And love can mean a myriad of things and it shows in different ways. But this is the way I accept love. 
So it isn't enough to give me amazing sex. You can't just sex me good and leave a gift. You know, for some people that may be enough, but for others it may not be. Because you can sex me good, you can give me gifts, but then you are very impatient with me. No, that isn't the love I accept. And on the flip side, sometimes we claim to love people and instead of respecting the boundaries they set and the parameters that they set, you know, we, we breach it all the time, you know, and we don't even allow them to stick to the parameters that they set because we wanted the easy way. And so in a sense, we become enablers to their demise. We enable their trauma. <laughs> and also, you know, people like to say, or we like to say, because I am not exempt from that either. I used to say, you know, I love hard. I love hard. And, you know, just like that um, Twitter post or meme that's floating around, you know, when people say that, you, you tend to be like, oh, okay, what you're really saying is you don't have boundaries, right? <laughs> because you love hard and you, and you really don't look that great after loving hard. So you're really just telling me you're a punk and that you have no self-respect, you know, because you can love hard, but you can love hard with respect and dignity of self. You can love hard and hold your partner or partners accountable. So are you loving hard or loving foolishly? And you know, I love to, to highlight these pseudo intellectuals. I'm not saying that, you know, people deserve being abused and being disrespected and all of those things. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is at some point we have to acknowledge the fact that we are adults. And that anything without any sort of order, right? It doesn't have to be like hard, firm structures, even though to some point it should be. But if you don't have some amount of, you know, or some bit of boundaries for something or something is so wild and free that it's just running like wildly and with nothing to protect because that's what boundaries are you know it's it's something to guide something to protect something to navigate the way in which in this term love should be given then it can only wreak havoc it can only become something very ugly think of it as a bonfire a bonfire is okay, it keeps us warm, it, it keeps the pests away, it adds a nice vibe. But if that fire was to just run wildly, what, what happens? It causes chaos. So do we really want that? Do we want a chaotic love? Is that even love? Probably not because... We cannot thrive in chaos. We cannot feel good in chaos. We cannot be celebrated in chaos. So again, love isn't enough. Self-love isn't enough for healing. Self-love will make you know that, okay, I need to really be kinder to myself, gentler with myself, but is that enough? Or do I need to sometimes hold myself accountable? Likewise, when you have to give that love externally, are you able to say, Ooh, I love hard and I do this and I do that, but, but then you look battered and bruised. How? 
love doesn't hurt. Love isn't a weary thing. Yes, it's challenging, but I think a lot of people believe that struggle love is the epitome of what love is supposed to be, that ride or die narrative. You know, and of course we know, we sort of look at it from a more patriarchal perspective, right? Where men expect women, especially to assume position of Bunny to Clyde and just really be that ride or die uh, person. Like you slip, you slip into that character, you fall into that old trope, that narrative that you have to be and endure a certain amount of pain and stress and suffering in order to really be loved. And that is unfair. And that is not true. Because what it's telling you is how to be a survivor. It's not telling you how to really love. You don't have to be a survivor in order to experience love. And I want us to get into the habit of not thinking that all love stories need to end in a tragedy. It really doesn't. Or that it needs to end tragically. Like there really doesn't have to be that cinematic climax or conclusion or whatever we want to call it like you can literally realize along that journey with this person that hey you didn't cheat on me and i'm using that because that's the deal breaker for most people right on faithfulness at least that's what they see <laughs> because when you compare how much people would say that versus how much stories of people staying with their partner despite that level of disrespect um that's that's a whole different story like it, it doesn't add up you know the amount of people saying i'm not going to stay with a person if they cheat on me like it, it really not adding up to the stories of how much people endured cheating including myself but seriously you don't have to wait till there's this outlandish thing in any sort of relationship but i'm speaking about romantic relationships first to say that we need to break up because of that no a lot of us are dead in relationships even before it, it has climaxed, even before all of the passive aggression, because you know inside you really start to resent this person because they aren't fulfilling you in the things that you really need. So just by them existing, just by them breathing, you're rolling your eyes, but you're staying because society tells you and movies and love songs tell you no the man have to cheat on you or the girl has to not wash your clothes or you know what i mean like in fact no society doesn't say that about women that washing your clothes you should cheat it's just you should cheat because you're a man okay that's that's what they say that it's okay <laughs> it's okay to uh, it's okay to do you because women need to understand you. And of course, I'm speaking from a cishet perspective, right? But regardless of, of your orientation or who you choose to sleep with, because it happens in marginalized communities as well. So generally, we are taught to stay with a person just because they didn't cheat. We are taught to stay with a person even though they cheated. We are taught that struggle love is the love that we should all want. You know, we should all attain to that because it shows that you're not flaky. 
And my thing is, am I being flaky because I choose peace and I choose growth and I choose aligning myself with a person who can really make me happy? We think relationships are literally a checklist where you can sit and you can say, okay, this person has this, this person has that. Let me tie on myself to this person for life. And it takes so much more than that. It takes more than a person liking the same anime as you or the same cool play song. Like it really takes more than liking the same type of caramel frap from Starbucks or that scone from rituals it takes more than both liking um the same type of books because all of those things we're highlighting our similarities with someone we're not really showing whether or not this person is conducive to self-growth and so when we realize okay hi we can sit and watch the same episode of dear white people and have a healthy discussion what about the other things after the tv comes off how do we align are you fulfilled does this person respond to your love language does this person reassure you daily how much you mean to them is that something you want because the other aspect of it is that a person may be showing you all of these things, but does that really align with what you want from your person? Because we know that love and showing love and receiving love, everyone has different love languages or different expectations of how they should be loved. And so we think that because this person is loving us this way, that we should accept it because at least, at least, at least, at least they're trying and I'm here to tell you that's crap because if you are giving me love the way you know how but I want love this way I'm not supposed to take it because you feel like giving it to me this way because I am surely learning how to love you in your way we were all taught how to love differently so I'm not just gonna assume that okay this is how I know so this is what I should give no Music Soul Child has a song called Teach Me How to Love and it's truly a lovely song that transcends even romantic love because in friendships we need that too we need to know how to show love to our friends we all have different variants or ideas of what it means to be a good friend we all have different ideas as to what it means to be a good partner and so giving love the way we know how isn't enough we need to curate or custom fit our love for the person or the persons we want to give our love to. It's lazy to think that the person you love or the people you love should just take any vikey type of love from you because it's coming from you and that's not it. Because you are being starved while they are just giving you what they think they should give you or we may say, okay, well, that's all they know. You can unlearn things. We grew up in a society where we, we weren't born with a phone in our hands. Okay, but we learned how to use a phone over time. Likewise, we can unlearn things. And I'm not, for the pseudo-intellectuals, I'm not comparing love 
to her phone, even though I'm pretty sure I could. <laughs> but what I am saying, the process of unlearning things, I think it's it's lazy to say, but that's all I know. I'm doing what I know best. No. Because the goal isn't just to be mediocre. Goal isn't to stay stuck in our old ways. Because our ways, while that may be the only thing we knew, it isn't the best way most times. Most times we formed these patterns because of our toxic environments. Most times they were survival techniques. They weren't really meant to be learned to cultivate anything in a healthy way. And so it, it really doesn't make sense for us to hold on to those tired, lazy, bullshit excuses. So because... Somebody who checks certain boxes decides they want to carry you on a date to a coffee house. You must accept that regardless if you drink coffee or not, regardless if you're allergic to coffee or not, because this person, this is how they show love by carrying you to a coffee house. How, how does that make sense? How is that conducive to me? How does that help me? How does that make me know that I am loved? I don't drink coffee at all, but you're telling me I should take coffee. No, I want juice. Carry me to a juice bar. <laughs> you know, and this is how you need to be. You need to understand love isn't enough or that the vision of love being given to you is not enough. And I'm not saying that as soon as this person falls short that you need to lock them off. No, you need to give them grace. But what I am saying is at some point you need to know, okay, this isn't heading anywhere and I'm not going to live a lie and I'm not trying to exhaust this possibility when I already predict what's going to happen here. Because patterns don't lie and patterns seldom change because patterns are really attached to our inner unhealed self or what I would say is our inner child and we need to clear it up and do better we need to clear up those traits and do better so back to my phone motif or whatever is it took me so long I haven't really used the literary side of me you know um <laughs> but but my point about you didn't come straight out the room knowing how to use your Android or your iPhone. You probably came out the room knowing how to use the regular home phone with the knobs or the little spiral thingy. But even though that's all you knew, you put that to the side. You put that knowledge to the side and you made room for a new means of communication or a modified version. It may not be entirely new. Touchscreen phones, yes, the concept of it is new, but the concept of a phone was always there. So even though that's all you knew, you modified what you knew because you knew in order to exist, and I'm being very redundant, but in order to exist, you have to, and not just exist, but to exist and thrive in a different environment. In this case, the age of technology, just having landline knowledge isn't enough. It isn't conducive to thriving in this new environment in 2021. And so you learned how to use the iPhone. You learned how to use the Android. That's how you're supposed to be with love. It's not enough to say this is all you knew. You have to modify the way you love in order to ensure the person, your person, 
is feeling as though they are receiving that love. In my relationship with my partner, communication is key for us. We know that love isn't enough for both of us because our love can go unnoticed and understandably so because if I expect something a certain way and he expects something something a certain way even though I'm given a, a semblance of it it's not quite it and so we may feel under loved or unappreciated right unloved and appreciated or under love as well that that works too yeah <laughs> and so you know I had to say yes um I love you for doing these things and I love him for doing these things. I acknowledge that within myself, but I still feel starved. I still feel a certain way. And so I realized that instead of just resenting him, that I needed to teach him and likewise, he needed to teach me. And so we now have this beautiful marriage where we are able to pick up on the cues of when we feel like the other person isn't quite receptive, you know? And the thing about it is, even in a, even in a relationship, over time, yes, you may have taught your person to love you this way, but you may want it modified a bit, so then you have to teach them again and vice versa. And so that's how we know, that's how I know that love isn't enough. Because love is constant communication. Love is boundaries. Love is respecting those boundaries. But in order to respect something, you have to be clear on what those boundaries are. You see, that's why it's it's sort of like a, a loop, a song on loop. I keep saying communication is important and boundaries are important. And there are, there are a myriad of other things. But those are the top two things I believe goes hand in hand with love. Because love is a principle. It isn't just a feeling. Even with friendships, it's very easy to say, Oh, I'm a good friend to this person. I did this for that person. I did that for that person. But did you do the main thing? Well, show that you love that person in the way that they expect of you for instance i'm a person who mentally i can't speak to the same person every day you know over and over again and it has a lot to do with my trauma it has a lot to do with me being in hermit mode for a long while i'm not accustomed to getting attention every day from those i love apart from my love interest there are also times when i'm not in a healthy state of mind because I do suffer from in fact no let me not say suffer from but I was diagnosed with depression and so that's one of the key things we do we tend to go in hermit mode a lot and hide because I'm trying to be a better person I'm realizing that yes I don't owe the world anything good or good but I owe it to those who love me to know that I'm there I'm just not in the best space. And you may need me right now, but I may not be my best. I may not be there 100% for you. So please grant me grace. Grant me periods of being disconnected. And then I had to, you know, monitor myself and said, okay, yes, I have depression. But am I going to use that as an excuse to not love and celebrate my friends in the way they deserve? And so even in, even in my moments of despair and just pulling away, 
I try my best to not stay away too long or stay away without just saying, hey, I'm here, I love you, back to hermit mode, you know? Because we have this mentality that, okay, I am the one having this particular illness and so everybody should be understanding and obligated to me and why they should hold grace for you. It doesn't mean that love is a one-sided thing, that it's enough for them to understand how you feel because illness aside, we're all human half human half deity and so the human side of us requires certain things and one of those things is reciprocity and so if someone is genuinely loving you then it's not enough to say okay you love me but i suffer from depression so i'm talking to you for two months and then not talking to you the next month that isn't fair and that isn't healthy at all and if any of those things that you demand from a person isn't being met the first thing you have to do is check yourself and say am i being reciprocal am i giving what i am asking for am i ready to hold myself accountable am i ready to modify the way i do things or the love i give in order to please this person as well to come to some middle ground because the thing about it is that happens as well and that's why i said we don't have to wait till we exhaust possibilities or have that cinematic conclusion before we move forward we have this beautiful thing called the power of choice and the power of choice means that we can choose to stay with this person and modify ourselves in order to come to that common place or we can say deuces we can say goodbye we can throw up the peace signs and go and that's quite fine as well because it takes a certain level of healing i don't want to say maturity because maturity gives this sort of superiority complex in that i'm mature so i do things this way no it's not about maturity, it's about how far along in a journey of healing that you are. And so maybe that person isn't quite ready to modify the way they do things in order to cater to you. And vice versa, and that's fine. Because growth is an intentional thing. That person has to intend to want to grow or to modify or to cater and accommodate to you. And vice versa. And so if if you're if person is that uncomfortable in trying to do that like it's it's just not working out they have the right to say goodbye they should not string you along likewise you shouldn't string anybody along but you have a right to not just cut off first give them grace have honest communication and see where it goes and we would know right away if this person is putting enough effort or not and if it's the latter, then we also know what to do. You're a person that needs communication from your friend every day. But I'm not that type of person or I'm now unlearning how to do that. You don't owe it to me to wait till I unlearn it. Because while you're waiting, as we say in Trini, while, and I hope I'm using this saying in the right way, but I think it's while the grass growing or starving or something like that. And I take that to mean that even though you're flourishing and you're happy and you're comfortable over there, what about me? Those are the questions you, you have to ask. I'm starving. I'm seeing all the grass growing, but I'm still starving because my needs aren't being met. So 
again back to my point about long suffering why we think struggle love is the epitome of love like we fall back into that trope especially women while while he's trying to be a better man i'm here waiting is that enough is that conducive to you do you think that is fair to literally sit and wait year in year out to get the things you need from a person you're the type of of friend that requires attention you want to go out together and that friend only comes to you to offload emotional stuff but they would never reach out to you to go to the beach or to hang out and you see them doing that with other friends is that enough for you have you ever told that person you want to be loved or do you think loved in that way that is or do you think they should automatically know what if you think they should automatically know what are you doing in the meanwhile you're suffering yourself i always say silence means consent except for rape right trigger warning but consent to me if you're not clear on what you want if you're quiet it means that you're accepting what this person is doing to you and it means that you are suffering while they are thinking it's okay to do or even if they think it's not okay they don't care they do it anyway because you've never put a stop and if you put a stop as in you vocalize and you hold them accountable and they don't make any changes then you know what you need to do either you please them compartmentalize and please them where they need to go as in somebody who you literally just have them there for whenever you feel like you know you become a little selfish there or you cut them off altogether because that energy really don't want it around you but either way you should be able to know that love is not enough so deity i'm asking that for this week's shadow work when you set up all of your candles and you sit with your notepad that you really assess your environment from cyberspace to real life relationships and you have a, a mental rubric of sorts and you assess both yourself and the other party or parties involved and you look at the pros and the cons of that dynamic you look at yourself you ask yourself if you're really in a space to have these people in your life are you in a good space where you can be that good friend to the person or that good partner are they being that good friend or good partner to you what does it mean to be a good partner is it some definition that you learned from society that it takes this or these things to be a good person or a good partner or a good friend or is this what it really takes to be a good partner to that specific person are their love languages being met am i capable of giving that to them are they capable of giving that to me because the thing about it is we know when the dynamic doesn't feel right we know when we are starved and instead of placing some blanket statement throwing shade on facebook or twitter or whatever social media you entertain more you can literally have that conversation with the people involved 
you can assess yourself back to your own wig as i say and really come to some common ground because i think we celebrate a lot of negativity we celebrate a lot of pseudo intellectual nonsense and we don't do what we are supposed to do deity i am reminding you that the goal is always to elevate to your highest self feeling is such an uncomfortable thing i mean imagine a caterpillar who's bursting out of its cocoon to become a butterfly it's going to be uncomfortable but it's also a transformative experience it's an experience where you really live better you breathe better you become more at ease that five minutes before you sleep at night you have half of the thoughts and half of the worries because that's what healing is healing isn't just a buzzword Healing is really getting comfortable in this earthly experience because it's not a long experience. We really need to occupy our time in the best way that will bring us perfect peace and enjoyment. And we know that there are powers that be that marginalize us and keep us in uncomfortable spaces. But with little life lessons like these, knowing that love isn't enough, and that accountability, certain boundaries, communication, all these different things are important to life and the relationships we have with other people. That our environment is super important to our growth and our shadow work is what true healing is about. So deity, love, baby, love sometimes just ain't enough. Love, light, shadow work, botanicals and batwigs. This is Goddess Latoya saying, put some respect on your love. See you next time on Goddess Botanica, the podcast series.